Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In this video, we'll take a look at a workflow that you could use to deal with problematic tracking. In the case of this shot, we want to replace the whiteboard with something else. Most people's immediate guess would be a four-point bilinear track. But scrubbing through the shot, you'll be faced with the challenge of tracking objects going off-screen and coming back. We'll go through a technique on how to deal with this. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. Starting off, ensure you set your duration to 288 frames matching the length of the source clip. Now looking at the batch flow graph, connect the shot into an action background input. Next, select the action node and create a new media input with Control N. Connect the title clip into the media input and switch to the action controls with a dual screen split. Now let's first try the four point track approach to see how far we get. Double click on the image surface object. In the image surface menu, switch the surface type to bilinear. Also drop the transparency to 50% so you can line up the corners. Now grab each corner and position it in the four corners of the board. So that would be the four corner alignment for the first frame. To perform the four point track, hold control and drag a selection over the four corner points. Under the image tab, switch to the vertices menu. Click the stabilizer button to enter the tracker. So the four tracker boxes are already positioned, but I recommend using a slightly better tracking reference. Press O to switch to the offset reference mode. Offset each tracker box to the corresponding tracker marker on the board. Once that's done, press Analyze to see how it goes. The track begins and it performs pretty smoothly until the board starts going off screen. You can stop the analysis at this point. You could start manually plotting tracking points to try work out the track and there is nothing wrong with that. However, let's see if the planar tracker can handle this better. Exit the stabilizer if you haven't already and delete the image surface and its object. Now switch to the action node bin and select the background input in the media list. Let's see what happens when we do a planar track using an action GMOSC. Go to the node bin and drag out a GMOSC node into the action schematic. In the result view, go ahead and draw a rectangular shape around the board to define it as a planar surface. Remember to close the shape. Next, double click on the GMOSC axis for its controls. Switch to the tracking menu and set the mode to planar. Now there is perspective in the shot, so you'll enable this option. The pattern will change over time, so enable Auto Update Reference. And finally, there are some lighting shifts, so enable Lighting. Hover over the result view and press F8 to see the object view for the selected axis node. Click Snap. At the top left of the viewer, you can see the reference pattern defined for the planar tracker. Now click Analyze. 
As the track progresses, the single large shape begins to distort because it's capturing too much information in the reference pattern. So an alternative approach is to limit what is seen as a planar reference. This can be done using the Action G-Masks. Once again, go back to frame 1 and delete the nodes in the Action Schematic. Go back to the Action Node bin and ensure the background is selected in the media list. Drag out an Axis node into the Action Schematic. The other view is still grey because it's looking for the other nodes you deleted a moment ago. Hover over the viewer and press F4 for the result view. Now with the axis selected, drag out a GMask node. It will automatically attach itself to the selected axis. This time, draw a GMask over the middle X on the board. So at this moment, only the X will be considered as a potential planar tracking reference. Let's expand this some more. Select the axis again and drag out another GMask node. This time, draw a shape around one of the X shapes in the corners. Looking at the action schematic, these two GMask shapes will be associated to the parent axis. Remember this as we will refer to this when doing the planar track. Now go ahead and perform the same steps for the other three tracking markers. So the combined contents of each GMask will be part of a planar tracking reference of the parent axis. Now these are blatantly obvious tracking markers. But there is nothing stopping you from adding as many GMask shapes to isolate markers or patterns that you consider in the planar track. Now double-click the parent axis for its controls. Switch to the tracking menu and choose planar as the tracking mode. Choose Perspective, Auto-Update Reference and Lighting. Under the Analysis Constraints, notice that Inclusive must be set to GMasks. To see the reference pattern, hover over the result view and press F8 for the object view of the axis. Now click Snap. The reference pattern only considers the contents of the GMasks. Now click Analyze. The track begins and it only focuses on the tracking markers. If you notice the track going off, you can stop the analysis, realign the GMasks if necessary, snap the reference and carry on with the analysis. Finally, if you get to the end of your track and you notice the last few frames are incorrect, you can go to the last good frame and click the skip button multiple times. This will delete the current keyframe and move on to the next frame. Any spaces between keyframes will be interpolated and the motion of the track will continue in the direction of the animated curve. Now I cannot promise you that this will give you the perfect track. However, it will definitely get you 95% of the way and then you need to manually massage the images into place. For example, let's bring in our title frame. Hover over the object view and press F4 for the result view. Switch to the Action Bin menu and select the clip in Media Input 1. Drag out the image surface from the thumbnail view and connect it to the parent axis.
The G masks were only for the track, so hold control and draw a selection over the nodes. Press H to hide the node selection. Now let's position the title card. Double click on the image surface for its controls. Set the transparency to 50% and change the surface type to bilinear. Now go ahead and position the surface corners to the corners of the board. Now if you scrub the time bar, you can see the track fits for most of the clip. But the track does slip a little when it comes back on screen. So let's tweak this a bit. I'm guessing the last good frame was when the board was half off the screen. At this point, let's set a keyframe on the bilinear surface. Enable Auto Key. Now pan the viewer if necessary to see the corners of the image surface. Hold Control and select the two corner points. Now switch to the Vertices menu. Hold the K keyboard shortcut and click on the selection channels to set their current value as a keyframe. Now scrub the time bar until the corners come back on screen. At this frame, reposition both corners to their correct position. Keep going through the clip until you have corrected all the slippage. So that's looking good, and remember to turn Auto Key off. Switch over to the Surface menu and set the transparency to 0%. Scrubbing the time bar, you can see how the image surface is well incorporated into the background. Now just to give the shot a slight sense of completeness, let's bring the hands back over the image surface. Select the parent axis in the action schematic. Next, switch back to the action node bin. Select the background input in the media list. In the Action Node bin, drag out a GMask node. Press F8 to see the object view of the selected GMask node. Now zoom into the view and draw a GMask around the hand. Obviously, you can spend as much time as you like rotoscoping it. But since the new image surface is similar to the background, we'll just soften the edges to blend the hand back in. To add the GMask softness, Switch to Add mode with the A keyboard shortcut. Hold Shift and drag out from the GMask edge to create a softness gradient. Once you're done, zoom the viewer out and press F4 to return to the result view. So this hand is back over the frame. The good news is since this GMask was attached to the parent axis with the tracking data, it will automatically inherit the tracking motion. So scrubbing the time bar, the GMask will track with the moving plate. You may need to tweak the rotoscoping a little more, but it should not be a massive job. Go ahead and repeat the previous steps to bring the other hands back into the frame. So there you have it. A difficult track that goes on and off screen but you solve the track by creating an isolated reference pattern with GMasks, and then the reference pattern was used by the planar tracker to perform the track. Here is the final result of what you've been working on, and I hope that you find this technique useful for challenging tracks.
comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.